What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So we are entering the final weekend of the regular season with a very interesting picture in the American League wildcard race. You probably have heard of it, but we're going to dig into it where things stand. All of a sudden, we have the Seattle Mariners in the playoff picture. They are currently tied for that second wildcard. I mean, we, we have a few scenarios that could play out this year. So let's get into it. I mean, we could have a kind of tiebreaker, and there are a bunch of different scenarios, but where do things stand as we speak? So as of today, Friday morning, the Yankees are 91-68. and 68. They are first in the wildcard spot. The Red Sox and Mariners are both 89-70, and 70, tied for the second wildcard. The Blue Jays are 88-71, and 71, one game back of the second wildcard. So... Here's what the four teams remaining in the American League wildcard race have on tap in their final three games going through Sunday, starting today through the weekend. So Blue Jays versus Orioles, Mariners versus Angels, Red Sox at Nationals, Yankees versus Rays. And just to make this all the more interesting, on Sunday, every single game like that I just mentioned is actually going to begin at 3 p.m. Eastern. They're going to start at the same time. So... You know, things are going to be playing out. Obviously, players are going to be watching the scoreboard and things like that to see, you know, what their competitors are doing. But it's going to get interesting on Sunday afternoon. So there are some scenarios. So first of all, we could have a four-way tie for the two wild card spots. What would have to happen would be the Yankees go 0-3 this weekend. Red Sox go 2-1. Mariners go 2-1. Blue Jays go 3-0. That would yield a four-way tie for the two wild card spots. And that would mean all four teams finish with 91 wins. And what would happen is that each team is going to get designated team A, B, C, or D. The team with the highest winning percentage in games among those tied teams chooses first. So basically, so you take um, their record against each other. Obviously, they're tied with the same record in the season, but their record against each other, the team with the highest winning percentage, you know, against you know those other three opponents gets to choose if they're a b c or d the way it's going to be is that club a hosts club b and then club c hosts club d winner of each of those two games goes on to the actual wild card game so you know you get to choose whether you're a b c or d you know so in this scenario the red sox would get first pick the blue jays would get the second pick the yankees would get the third pick and then the Mariners would get the leftover spot as to which they would want to be. I mean, obviously, I mean, teams would most likely choose to be the home team, I assume. So, yeah, um, it would be something like the Red Sox hosting Club B and then the Blue Jays hosting Club D. That's likely what it would be. But that's in the scenario where we have a four-way tie. What about a three-way tie for two wildcard spots? So, this would mean that the Yankees go 1-2 and two this weekend, Red Sox go 3-0, and Mariners go 3-0, and and the Blue Jays go 3-0. and So everyone wins out except the Yankees who go 1-2. and two. Well, what would happen in this case? The Yankees, Red Sox, and Mariners will all finish with 92 wins, while the Blue Jays finish with 91, and they just miss out. So the Blue Jays are out of the picture, and you have three teams tied for the two wildcard spots. Yankees, Red Sox, and Mariners. 
So you would do, you know, A, B, and C designations. That's how you do it. And, you know, so the team with the best record against the rest gets the first pick, and that's the Red Sox. And, you know, they choose first, and then the Yankees choose second. Mariners get the leftover spot. Club A would host Club B on Monday, and then the winner of that game would be declared an AL wildcard team. And then Club C would host the loser of that game, and then that 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 would determine the second wildcard team with the actual AL wildcard game being pushed back a little bit. This would all start to go down on Monday, by the way. So season ends on Sunday, and then you know all these you know tiebreakers and stuff would happen immediately the next day on Monday. So that's what w- would happen in that scenario. We had a three-way tie for the wild card. What if, for sorry, three-way tie for two wild card spots. So what if we have a three-way tie for the second wild card spot? This would mean the Yankees go two and one this weekend. Red Sox go two and one this weekend. Mariners go two and one. Blue Jays go three and zero. Oh. That way, if this happened, there'd be a three-way tie for the second wild card. The Yankees would be the number one wild card spot. They would get to host the wild card game, but then we would need two tiebreaker games to determine their opponent. It's basically the same kind of situation, you know, as I've been saying. So you'd have an A team, B team, or C team. You know, the Red Sox would choose first. The Mariners would choose second this time, and then the Blue Jays get whatever is left over. And then you play it that way. What about a two-way tie for the first wild card spot? So if the Yankees go one and two this weekend, Red Sox go three and zero, Mariners go two and one, Blue Jays go go three and zero, you would have the Yankees and Red Sox ninety-two wins apiece. Both these teams would qualify for the wild card game. However, you have a two-way tie for the wild, for the first wild card spot. So all that would be needed is whoever gets to host it and. You wouldn't need to play a game for that. You just look at it mathematically. The Red Sox won the season series head-to-head, so the wild card game would be at Fenway Park on Tuesday. And then what if there's a two-way tie for the second wild card spot? So in this case, if the Yankees go two and one this weekend, Red Sox go two and one, Mariners go two and one, Blue Jays go two and one. So if everyone goes two and one this weekend, the Yankees would have the top spot. The Blue Jays would be eliminated. The Red Sox and Mariners would play a tiebreaker, a game 163, on Monday, and then they would head to the winner of that would head to the Bronx on Tuesday. And what if there are no ties? What if you know we we don't have any chaos? So that for that we would need to see the Yankees go two and one this weekend, Mariners go three and zero, Red Sox two and one, Blue Jays go two and one this weekend. So there would be no wild card tiebreaker games, and the AL wild card game would be played on Tuesday between the Yankees and the Mariners in New York. So there are a lot of permutations and you know combinations for us to kind of crack our brains over, but that's what we're facing right now. We have a Seattle Mariners team that somehow, some way, stuck around all year long. You know, we thought they were gonna fade into irrelevance but no they 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 could be in the playoffs this year so that's what it boils down to this final weekend and it's it's going to be a good one it's going to be a good one so let's head out to Dodger Stadium Fernando Tatis Jr. hit a home run out of Dodger Stadium last night it was his 42nd of the year I mean yeah this dude has already made a career out of hitting moonshots, and he's only 22 years old. But this one, even by his standards, was a pretty special home run. 
the fifth inning. This dude got a hanging slider off of Tony Gonsolin. He sent it out of the yard, out of the stadium. It caromed off the top of the left field pavilion and into the stadium's north concourse. This was Tatis's 42nd home run, and which is going to move him into second place on the Padres' all-time single-season list. So he only trails Greg Vaughn, who hit 50 in 1998. So, yeah, according to StatCast, it was the second longest blast of his career. 467 feet, trailing only one he hit at Coors Field earlier this year. And this is actually the first, actually, no, it's not the first home run uh, to leave Dodger Stadium. This is the first one since John Carlos Stanton hit one for the Marlins in 2015. That was 475 feet. I remember that one off of the bat of Stanton. Yeah, so Stanton also did this six years ago. But the Padres have faded from the playoff picture. However, Tatis is still very much in contention to make some franchise history. You know, he's a very prominent MVP candidate. He could join Ken Caminiti in 1996 as the only Padres to win this award. But he's facing some really stiff competition. I mean, Bryce Harper and Juan Soto are his two primary challengers. For much of this year, Tatis seemed like the obvious favorite, but Harper and Soto really have gained on him down the stretch. And then again, it's not like Tatis has struggled. I mean, he hasn't quite lived up to the ridiculous standards he set for himself in May and June, but he's still hitting, you know, 275 with a 359 on base, 45 slugging in September while playing with a bad left shoulder. So, I mean, honestly, I I would give Tatis the MVP. He's he's my MVP, quite frankly. Um, I mean, I I think it would go Tatis, Soto, Harper in that order if 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 I had a vote. Um, but I don't have a vote, <laughs> so it's not like that really matters. That's just my opinion. But, yeah, it's just been a, a rough last month and a half of the season for for the Padres. They're 11-32 and 32 since August 11. That's the worst in the major leagues. They, they just, yeah, they haven't been getting it done. So, anyway, we are down to the final weekend. That's what we have to look forward to. That's really what the main storyline is. So, over these next few days, we will be keeping an eye on that playoff race, especially that American League one. The NL West is, you know, it's it's looking like the Giants will take it. Uh, they, they have a magic number to clinch that down to two. Lamont Wade, you know, they, they keep calling him late night Lamont because this dude knocks in runs. He has RBIs in late games. In the ninth inning, he just becomes um, untouchable. But he had a walk-off single for the Giants yesterday, continuing his special season for them. So that is going to do it for today, folks. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.